you're listening to another episode of the creative herd this one i feel like i say this a lot but this one's going to be a different one a uh, huge shout out to laura for for making this happen because um, i definitely sprung this on her last minute laura is a hand poke artist and um as i was getting ready to go over there i gave her a shout and i was like hey do you mind if i just set up like a mic and um we do a little episode and she was like yeah dude like let's let's uh let's set that up so that's kind of the context of what's happening she is doing a piece of text on my knee uh, it was part of her flash sheet at the time it was uh take care um so yeah that's if you can kind of just visualize that during <laughs> during the conversation that's what's happening she's she's hard at work and um i'm just kind of hanging out but yeah, in the, in the episode, we kind of go through how she started in this in this whole um, like hand poke world. Uh, she's a very specific style, and it's kind of like a whole single single line drawings, which is like super rad. We talk about a uh, an art show that she put on in the in the process behind that, and you know the anxiety that comes with setting up something like that. And we talk a little bit about uh, remembering to check yourself. And, you know, just be aware of uh, the person you're becoming. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the context of the episode. Maybe visualize that in your head while this is going on. But the, if the audio sounds kind of weird, that's why I didn't really know where to put the mics. Um, there's not really a mic on myself, so I kind of sound um, a little bit further away because, well, I am further away from the mic. So... Yeah, let's just get into it. It took a long time for me to put myself out there just artistically. And then when it came to actually like setting myself up for rejection, for lack of a better word. Like put yourself in the line and be like, here's my work. And then someone's like, yep. Yep. Here here are the things I've put my heart and soul to. And like, that's probably the better way of putting it is like having like your passion get rejected. Like what fuels your life and has brought you so much happiness to have other people just be like, well, it's okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But again, I had a lot of people that just said like they liked my work, but they couldn't, like they weren't able to take another press at the time. That's different. Yeah, that's different. It wasn't all like bad rejection it, it all was rejection though and eventually i just kind of got sick of trying to like wait for a door in the industry to open up with the machine tattooing so i just started hand poking like more seriously like a few months ago and now i booked like a couple days a week so far that's pretty good i mean what? it's slow and steady but it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah it kind of is all that matters what's your background in like just self-taught? Do you go to school for anything or? Um, I went to U of T like for a four-year communication program uh, and minoring in like a big data specialty writing program. Okay, so like like polar writing, opposite writing kind of. Yeah, the title <laughs> the title itself is called interactive digital media with a minor in professional writing and communication. It that's doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's a fucking mouthful. Um, I learned a lot of really interesting stuff, and I had really great teachers, which I think were my two favorite parts. True. But I didn't... Like, I didn't learn anything to set me up, I think, for a specific job. Mm-hmm. It was more or less to set me up to get into, like, certain fields of, like, marketing and stuff that I didn't really even care uh, to be in. Yeah. Ooh. 
First layer's in there. Oh, wow, that's not what I thought the first layer was going to... I guess just because it comes back up. But it looked like it was, like, heavy. I was like, oh, fuck, she's, like, she's done. No, no, no. And unfortunately, <laughs> first layer again, um, just for the technique that I use is I, like put like the permanent layer in for the first. Um, I know a lot of stick and poke artists that can do it without doing a stencil and just go in in the first. But then now I get to just go letter by letter now that I'm not gonna lose any parts of it. Cause um, stencil washing off is like my biggest fear when it comes to tattooing. Cause I like to have a very direct thing that you and I have both like, yeah, like I don't wanna say, yeah, more or yeah. less. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't want there to be, <laughs> I more or less don't want there to be any surprises from the person I'm tattooing. Yeah, like you wipe it off and... I mean, it's like, oh, it has yeah. happened. I'm not going to lie. On myself a few times. Do you want to, like, dive backwards and, like, kind of expand on, like, how the fuck you got into single line? Because I feel like that's not the easiest style I... to, like... Because you were doing, like, very detailed work before that no like all these mandalas is that how you say it i was yeah um mandala mandala i've heard different pronunciations i don't, I don't really but they're like know. super detailed thank you there's a bunch around here and they're like no they're thank all you pretty crazy i am um, i think i kind of got into single line stuff um kind of in light with the hand poking because in my mind like I would be able to get straight lines with hand poking eventually. So why not start with little tiny, like I started with little cats and dogs that were like little simple outlines of the creature. And to be honest, mm. that was the stuff that did really well on Instagram. And like, I don't really want to point it just to like, oh, it's success, maybe you want to do it. But mm -hmm. I realized how much people liked number one, like the animal, I guess, um, theme I had going in, as well as I had a few people like responding being like, oh, I love the single line concept. Hmm. So that's what got me, man. Like, I, when you uh, started that profile up, and I like saw the collection of work there, I was like, "Whoa, this is very cool," and it's like just different. Thank you. I um, I just really enjoy it. Like, honestly, like the challenge of creating single line stuff. I've been trying to draw pretty much anything in that style. Um, like, st I try to just do like stuff <clears throat> I see in front of me a lot right now. Like people I see on the street, or like mm -hmm. flower pots and stuff like that. And I can't, like, I'm not quite 100% with it, but I really enjoy the challenge, and I get, like, 90% of the drawings, I'd say, are okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because you have to, like, instantly tweak your your brain to be like, hey, now put it into one line. Oh, exactly. And I kind of, I don't really have much of a method other than going, like, back and forth between, like, creating shapes and then creating a single line out of them. If you're, like, walking down the street and, like, you see something, what do you... Is it, like, a pen to paper type thing? Or? Uh, no, I actually... I write a lot of descriptions down, and then I, I draw everything from my mind, with the exception of some of, like, the... Um, like, custom work I've done for clients and stuff, and logos where I've had to look up what a certain like. animal looks like or mm -hmm. get the details just to make sure, like, what I'm producing is what the client wants. Um, but for the most part, I draw a lot from just my mind and my memory and, like, knowing how shapes and, like, bodies kind of work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but a lot of people work off, like, photo photo references and stuff like that. I'd say, That's like, nuts. maybe 5 to 10% of the time I'll do that, but for the most part, I just kind of start drawing. So you'll take it back and then do, like, a pen to... 
oh yeah, I do it all. I'll do it all in pencil kind of first mm-hmm. and just play again. Play around with shapes a lot. Um, I, I almost feel like trial and error with some of my drawing where like if it just doesn't look right, I'll just draw it until like part of it looks right and then I keep going and then I find a way to kind of change it that eventually the out, like the final step mm-hmm. is exactly what I want. But the step before that was even not like... Okay, so it's that like, kind of makes sense. I don't there's know. like a bunch of versions that you're just trying to like simplify, simplify. A little bit, that. yeah. Or just again, like even just finding the right shapes because there's a lot of fluid. I think also. Yeah. I try to go yeah. between like really rounded lines and really like sharp corners and like really articulate angles, um, just because I feel like it creates a little bit of a difference in the drawing, but still kind of keeping like the line really fluid. It also gives me the chance to like fuck around with so many more details. <laughs> I like all I can think about visually right now. It's looking good these though. Dots. Yeah, I was gonna like say. clean. Yeah. It it's fun honestly for me. Like and letters are super easy because they're all short, tiny little straight lines and like I enjoy doing straight sure. lines. I know some people that struggle a little bit more um but I think again with just my even my mandala drawing background and like the amount of like steady hand stuff I've had to do for work like how did you how did you get that job? I saw a posting on the Buns um, employment zone. That no was, way! I swear to God, that's so um, sick. Now, okay, like I know some people at the company as well, so I actually recognized the name of the girl that had posted it. Not because I knew her, but just because I knew her name from like other people. Mm-hmm. And I saw that it was Inkbox, and one position was like, oh, like this managing job for this new pop-up and the other one was a freehand artist position um okay so you're looking at it like okay i can do whatever once i get in there well when i got into the interview they took one look at my sketchbook and gave me the freehanding job and after about two shifts of the freehanding job they were like you're actually really good at the managing stuff too do you want both roles (laughs) i love i love inkbox so much though and like i actually applied for the managing job because i have a lot of like managing background just from working at H&M yeah. and like having to manage a floor <laughs> manage the yeah. 17 year olds I worked with <laughs> everyone I work with is very very supportive of what I do outside of work and they all know like even the owners of the company have like asked me about my prime objectives and like are supportive and interested in seeing my artwork like that's so cool it's such a positive environment to work in they really acknowledge like people's talents um and they're really good to their staff like they treat us well that's actually pretty sweet for that they're like game for you to do something else out. Well, like I mean, it is Inkbox is a very like tattooing solid company. Yeah, like at like, the core. Oh, absolutely. Um, and they definitely like they do. They do have resident artists in their studio right now. Um, so I mean, if they think long term, we could like help each other in different ways. Like not saying that they would, but. Mm-hmm. I would be down to even just, like, give some time to a company that is supportive of my long-term goals. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can help out because they put you on. How's it feeling, by the way? It's fine. Yeah. It's And that's the thing. Like, it's way less, like, There's all, damage, like, There's also so much, like, recovery time between, like, each, like, you feel it. And then there's another one. So it's not, like, consecutive, never-ending type thing. Well, I've found on myself, and, like, I've heard this from other people, too, that I've tattooed, is that, like, every point can be a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's just, like, you hit the wrong nerve, or you hit the wrong part of, like, your muscle, and it just, like, twitches. It's, it's actually kind of quick. 
honest. It's it's not that long. Um, I just like to kind of offer more than enough time because I like my when people come over, it's like a very relaxed feel to it. Yeah, like we like chat a little bit. Out. Yeah, maybe just hang out a bit. Um, I'm also like aware that like I'm about to, you're about to be in pain. Um, that might not be something you're super yeah. stoked on. True. Um, so I, I like I like to make people feel as comfortable as possible before I stab the shit out of them. <laughs> you think full time could be a possibility? Oh, I would love to go full time. I would love to do this five or six days a week even. Well, that's not that far fetched from what you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I do like although I am booking a couple of days a week right now, I do only have a few appointments on each day. But that's how it starts, right? And this isn't my full-time gig. Like, well, I exactly. Have... You have another job to, like, pay bills and shit. This yeah. is just, like... Which I honestly have to say was also a big issue for me getting a tattoo apprenticeship is a lot of places can't pay you, which is fair. They're teaching you. You don't have to go to school yeah. necessarily for it. But I've had places that, like, say they need, like, 40 hours unpaid, five like, five days a week. That's gnarly. That's fucking gnarly. Like, this yeah. is 2019. This is Toronto. Like, yeah, how am I supposed to pay my rent? Like, I'm not an 18-year-old kid that's living at home. Oh like, God. coming into the city a couple days a week to learn a tattoo. Like, no, I'm an adult. Um, I need to make my living. That's messed. Or even just, like, like I, I interned at, um, at an agency, but it was, like you understand that you're working for free or a um like a really shitty rate Ugh. so like whenever i'd go to to shoots they'd be like look we can pay you it's not gonna be industry standard it's not gonna be a lot yeah, yeah it's, you're still gonna get paid though and that's to me i was just like yeah you know what it's better than just going for free to like learn and do things yeah I mean, that's the thing like if I'd been offered that apprenticeship, I probably would have said yes and found a way to make it fucking work. Yeah. Like, I would have bartended three nights a week. Like, tough, though. It's tough. And you're and that's exhausted. And I, I don't think it should demand that of you physically for six months to a year, depending on how long it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's no, like, it could just not work out after that. Yep. There's no, also no set way of, like, getting into the industry, like, most recommend like recommended way is to find an artist that's willing to teach you and with a shop that's willing to has an apprentice. Yeah. But you are kind of you, you start at the bottom. Like you do a lot of cleaning, you do a lot of learning, but that's what helps you kind of get some stamina and like build yourself up in the industry. Mm-hmm. And also like it takes time to get a client base. Like yep. I feel like I'm lucky that a lot of my friends like to get tattoos and like <laughs> I know a lot of people that are willing to come get stick and pokes and stuff for the first time. Is it more so your friend base, or do you think, like, uh, social media is like, actually, like, kicked up a, a little bit to you? It's, it's, social media is definitely kicking up. Um, I actually did recently had two girls come where I didn't know either one of them personally. They just had a friend that I knew that had gotten a tattoo oh, by me recently. So the web is starting. It is starting. Um, and I mean, like, I don't, like, I, I've met you on a boat in Italy when I was 16. But, like, yeah. this is the first time you ever, like, come and hung out. That's actually true. Yeah. Yeah, bruh. I think it's starting just through friend of a friend stuff right now. Um... And honestly, I, I wouldn't want to even take too many people I don't know while I'm working in my private studio, too. True. So the goal is to get consistent days a week and then get, like, a, a different spot? Honestly, if I can establish myself as, like, a decent enough hand poke artist that I feel comfortable, number one, like, working in a shop setting, because it's a little intimidating. Yeah. Um, Being a self-taught really. 
Well, I mean, everybody's self-taught in this industry now. Yeah, fuck. Well, and, like, I I definitely didn't do it on my own. Like, I had a lovely tattoo artist, like, encouraging me to get into it and helping me set up. And then, like, I had people on my side. Like, everyone was cheering me on, if not coming and getting stabbed. (laughs) Yeah, you need that, like, initial feedback round. It's fucked how, like, close our industries, like, just being, like, a video person, like, you there's no real way to get into the industry other than like work for somebody who's already in it and then build up a client base and like just do videos and shit for people who are willing to get them done like dirt cheap and build it from there. But that's, I mean, that's I think how it should start because I don't know, man, I I know in the tattooing industry, there's some people that will just throw out like oh I'm gonna be a tattoo artist just because they've been drawing for a little while or they have a couple like loose pieces of paper in a backpack that are decent (laughs) like I'm not saying they're bad but like they don't have the drive I think which I think exists in both our industries as well as they want to see the people that are really gonna like stick to it yeah and not I don't want to say it be wasted time on but kind of yeah, well, I mean, that's what you literally had. You were like, I'm working a shitty job, but I have drive to do something else, and I just got to, like, let it come out. Because essentially, you just need the time and, like, the energy, and if you're working, like, a 40-hour, 50-hour work week that's making you miserable, you have no, like, energy to give to the oh. thing that you actually want to do. Yeah, and, like, that's the big part of it, is I was fucking miserable in my old yeah. job. And emotionally, I did not have, or would not have had, like, the ability to do this and to be brave enough to do this is this like a thing like are there full i I feel like it's kind of a dumb question but like are there full-time stake and poke artists oh absolutely um i feel like it's just becoming trendy here more um i know there's some artists that would have been working out of the uk and like more europe area that have been doing stick and poking like trend like on a trendy level for a little bit longer yeah Yeah, i mean even like five ten years and stuff but um, in the last year, actually, since I started stick and poking and like just looking into it myself, like there's a ton of tattoo artists yeah. in Toronto alone that just oh, do wow. stick and pokes. A lot of them are women too, which is really sweet. Was not was not aware of that. I just feel like yeah, it's kind of not. I guess because the, the normal tattoo shop, you don't see that. You just see people with machines. That's yes. it. Well, and it's also I feel like it's a very male-dominated industry. Um, most of my tattoos were done by men until I started seeking out female tattoo artists. True. So that's where it is. Like, get a studio space, bunch of female stick and poke artists. There you go. That, that, that <laughs> I think, that, that's the dream, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to work in a shop with guys and stuff. Um, that, honestly, to me, though, was always a little bit more intimidating. Do you want to talk about this, um, this show that you put on? Oh, yeah. How did you even get that started? Fuck. <laughs> So I, I held it at, like, a bar coffee shop called Malo. It's near Bathurst and Bloor. And one of, um, like, there's a couple guys that are, like, in the ownership team. Um, Omar, Steven, um, another guy, Mike, who's, I think, he's not working there as much anymore, but I still see him around. Um, but I was talking to Steven one day while I was doing work. I think he asked me something along the lines of, like, oh, like, what are you doing for art shows or, like, what do you, what is coming up for you? And I didn't have much because I was really sick and tired of this like art show pyramid scheme I was seeing in Toronto where like these big art shows would be like, oh, come be in our show, but sell 20, $20 tickets or pay the remaining balance. Oh, and then everyone that, sh- yeah, I, I mean, whatever, like 
do what you want. In my opinion, the people that show up to those shows are friends and family because they've been pressured by the artist to buy tickets, not potential buyers of art. And not people there that are going to buy art because they've already spent $20 on a ticket to go to True. God knows where. Um, I had no idea there was like a pyramid scheme going on. I, I, Makes maybe, sense. And I Total don't wanna, sense. I don't want to throw around like hefty words like that. Um, but well, you again, gotta make like, money. You gotta make money. 20 tickets at $20 is 400 bucks. Mm. So like if I had sold, because I've done these shows before, but if I had sold zero, that's $400 to then sell like next to nothing. Mm -hmm. I got lucky that a True. few people liked my prints and I had one person buy a framed thing. But I know a lot of people that go into those shows and sell absolutely nothing because it's all people's like friends and parents that show up just mm -hmm. to say hello. But in light of all that, I was talking to Steven one day and he just kind of gave him the idea of like, oh, would you want to throw a show here? They had done one art show previous to that that was more of like a fundraiser for I believe a mental health cause. So only one before. One before, but he was like, like, he's like, you, I think he kind of knew my work ethic, because I used to, I used to work there every fucking day, just before I would go to my other job, or, like, on whatever art tattooing stuff I had on the go. So he suggested that I threw in there, and I, I kind of mulled it over for, like, a week or something, and in my mind, I was like, okay, like, you can either give this a shot, do it really small <laughs> scale, get a bunch of your friends involved, and it yeah. either, it either works or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just more started planning it, like, hypothetically, and, like, I kept going to Steven and being like, all right, hypothetically, like, how much wall space could we have? Like, what night could we use? And I think I started planning it, like, on paper about 10 weeks before the actual date, but I had the date in mind. And then, again, messaged a bunch of my artist friends and stuff that was like, listen, like, I'm putting on this show, I really like your work. I'm really lucky a bunch of them said yes. I'm really fortunate for everyone that came out. Well, it's a big list, man. There's a bunch of people it that it, it supported. It was a big list. And, and um, I think it was four, four photographers, two painters, myself, and then, like, another, like, illustrator. But there was enough of a diversity, and, like, I chose a really, like, umbrella theme, the abstract humans thing, because, mm -hmm. again, yeah. knowing a lot of them personally, that I knew that it would all come together nicely, but there were all people that I trusted as well to, like, want to put on a good show. And it just, it literally just kind of happened. A couple of them had done such fantastic promotion and had, like, really supportive big groups coming out. Like, the place was probably 100, 100 people at one point, packed shoulder to shoulder. Do you think that, do you think, like, the ticket thing had, well, we like, didn't, incentive for well, people? Well, we didn't charge a cover. And that was but part of it. But can you just choose what... I mean, we, we thought about you... doing a pay-what-you-can situation. But, and also a big part of it for me was, like, if I was going to throw on this show with all these artists coming out and just, like, supporting me, like, I would rather have people buy their artwork, buy their prints, or spend money at the bar because True. Malo actually didn't charge me a cover fee because I didn't charge a cover at the door. And it was kind of just like a, hey, like, okay. put on this art event, like... They even at asked point, they're like, well, what would you need from us? And I was like, literally, like, to open the doors and then to close it up and clean it up. And, like, mm -hmm. that was it. Like, they were very trusting. Even night yeah. of, like, I texted one of them. And I was a like, server. I was like, are you coming in? And they were like, no, but you, you got it. Like, true. it'll be fine. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to actually, like, turn out well at that all. That sounds super fucking stressful to me. It, the only day of, I was really stressed. Because I finished planning everything about two weeks out and only, only had to promote it a couple of times on social media and get my own artwork together. I stressed out, like, Even day of really hard. But it wasn't like, that bad. Did you have any, like, doubt that it wouldn't work out, though? Or were you just, like, oh, good? Oh, in my mind, just because I'm, like, a bit of an anxious, pessimistic person, like, I didn't think anyone was coming. 
I was like low expectation. Like, that's, like, that's what my thinking would be too. I'd be so fucking nervous. So like, how do you, okay. how do you be like, fuck it, I'm doing it anyways. Um, I had already put all the signage out and everything, and it was too late to turn back. So just go faster than yourself out. More or less, <laughs> just like close your eyes and hit send, and now now it's out there. And when the other artists started True. sharing it a bunch too, because we announced it four weeks out, I think. That's pretty... It wasn't enough uh, time, like, it wasn't close enough for me to, like, really panic about it yet, true. but I, I think I think I remember, like, in my brain, I was like, alright, finish planning two weeks out so you've got ample time to, like, freak the fuck out. Oh my god. Calm down. Freak out again day of, but it'll be much less, and then you'll just be fine. So that's the uh, key to planning. You gotta plan time to freak out. Yeah. I am not gonna <laughs> lie, too, like, day of, I, like, had rolled, I had rolled a fat joint, and I took a Pretty shot like half hour before the doors opened. Yeah. When everything was on the walls. Then you're good to go, you can. Everything was fine. I went out and I smoked a big joint. I was like, all right, just go in. And then we just, and then I just started drinking with the artist and like before he knew what the fucking place was packed, so. Yeah, and I bet that was a really good feeling too. I was pretty much in shock all evening because I didn't think it was actually gonna go well. That's amazing though. Thank you. I, um, a bunch of the other artists and myself are getting together um, to plan another one, we're hoping. We want to do bigger. Wow. Like, more artists. Like, we're there thinking 20 to 25 artists, maybe. That is nuts. <laughs> yeah, like, we're going triple in size. We're looking at maybe getting somewhere with a stage. Like, these are all kind of hypotheticals we've been tossing out. Yeah. Um, but we're getting together, I think, within a week or something to actually pick a day and suss out details. And So you built, like, a little community out of it. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say that, but like, I mean, everyone got super excited about doing it again, and even mm-hmm. just the show itself. And fuck, if we could start doing art shows, that you know, maybe charge a five dollar cover so we can cover having big spaces, but just like, art shows that don't like require artists to like spend all their time worrying about the financial side of things versus the art when getting into a show. Because like that was my problem with doing yeah. these pre-done stuff is. Instead of caring about the artwork, I spent most of that, like, six weeks before that show just freaking out that I wasn't going to sell those tickets. Do you think, do you think it's less nerve-wracking putting out something, like, in a show to see how people react to it, or, like, on Instagram? I don't know, man. Instagram is easy because I feel like I can't see the reaction. Like, I can't see... True. Like, the physical. Like, obviously, there's going to be likes and... Um, like comments and shit on anything mm-hmm. I put online but a lot of that is positive reinforcement because negative stuff doesn't really like your friends ain't gonna I feel like yeah. doing something that you know I mean also in person like if you're referring to like a show or something like there's a lot more like pressure for me to like set up something so an audience will be receptive of it to it compared to other things around it in a way that I'm not as familiar. Like, I don't set spaces. I do things online and digitally and artistically all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't really do, like, spatial setups or, like, any kind of curation until this has art show, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, you're just um, forced into, like, doing it. More And honestly, like, I, I pretty much let them hang however they wanted because I just, I was so, yeah. I was so terrified, like, about the first hour before. <laughs> I was like, man, if you like it and it looks good, then... I just feel like, yeah, in that, in that sense, I don't know, social media still just fucking freaks me out. I don't like <laughs> social media, except for the fact that it's a fantastic platform for networking well, with art. Yeah, for sure. But like, in a, in a real scenario, you can see someone like genuinely interact and like look at the piece that you hung on the wall and like the expression on their face and like, 
if they take a photo of it or something like or that. Or if they just stand there, like, looking like they're thinking at it for a minute. That's yeah. the big thing for me. I'm like, oh, that's right. You interpret <laughs> what it means. It means nothing. But... That's a joke. Just trying to, like, follow the line around. Like, where the fuck did she start this? And that's, yeah, I catch people, like, tracing their things with, like, fingers in the air. Like, yeah. not on the artist, but, like, kind of in front of the drawing, just like, mm. Yeah. See, Funny. like, that thing you'd never be able to see on Instagram. But the thing that I struggle on Instagram is literally just hitting the, hitting the fucking, like, share button. I, you know? I have absolutely no anxiety with that. I no. don't know if that's weird, um, but with this stuff, like, I'm kind of like, eh, you either like it or you don't. I don't know. I'm... No, no worries. Like, even starting a new account. Oh, starting a new account, I was terrified. I actually made this account in January of 2018 and didn't start posting until about September. I think Ooh. once I got over that anxiety, though, of putting just myself out there and just having people... Like, I didn't think anyone was going to follow me. I didn't think people were going to respond to my shit. I didn't think people were going to like my work. That's just, again, like, me being so terrified as an artist to put my shit out there. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's literally all the reasons that I don't like. <laughs> it's, it takes a while to get, like, comfortable with it. Um, I don't want to, again, refer to, like, like counts and following because I ultimately don't think it matters. No, me neither. But having people actually follow my art account. And, like, to be honest, I just passed, um, like, the following account that I had on my modeling account. Which, okay. again, numbers shouldn't matter, but I'm like, oh, shit, people actually do like looking at my stuff that yeah. don't know me. And, like, they yeah. didn't, they weren't looking for me because they knew I was Lara. They were looking for me because they liked what I was putting out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a different, you're, you're building the web. Like, someone shares it, someone sends it. Oh, yeah. Well, even when people will, like, like, ask me, be like, oh, can I use one of your little drawings on one of my poetry things that I'll post? And, like, they get 100 people liking that and... Yeah, as long as you're with credit. Have you had anything stolen? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was telling um, earlier today because this guy... I don't know if you saw my Instagram story before you showed up here, but this guy was... Um, was it like a flash sheet? Was it that? He, yeah, I posted about it yesterday because he, he saw one of my pals' flash sheets and was like posting on their personal and then their tattoo. And I called them out because I was like, listen... Chill. listen and they got back to me today and was just like i respect your art i'm not doing anything wrong and i i kind of went off on them a little bit and was like you kind of are if you don't respect artists yeah. like if you're like if you go on some of the posts there are people like being like this is my artwork can you fucking credit me on like multiple posts but like i just called him out and like he basically said like if you don't like your work getting stolen close your account or make it private and i was like Dude, that's All not... Alright, fuck you, number one. Yeah, that's not the premise that I'm trying to explain That's to you. not... Well, and eventually, I think that's what I said. I was like, you're not... You don't understand what I'm saying, no. so I'm not gonna bother. Um, I think there's a certain art to letting go. Letting these things go. Because, like, what can I do, ultimately, other than put them on blast and make them feel a little foolish? Like, they mm -hmm. messaged me after I posted the story. We're like, please delete that. Please delete, delete. Oh, and then God. didn't, like, and then unsend all the messages. So I was like whatever it's fuck you. too late buddy no <laughs> like I, i'm very like i was candid about what i was saying in the conversation i wasn't really nice but like oh. there's so much shit going on like that though yeah and i mean i think it's important to call people out to, to a point where you're not like damaging your own mental status mm -hmm. or like your reputation in a way like don't fucking drag people through the mud and be a dick all the time but do yeah. call people out for being a dick yeah. And stand to, up and stand up for yourself. For, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, to a certain extent. Is she all done? 
think she might be done. I'm just gonna pour some water over just to make sure. Like, I think there's a couple spots I need to touch up. And it's easiest to see when I put like water droplets on. But yeah, That's like good. it's pretty in there. It's pretty, it's, might be permanent. It's in I there. don't know. If you want to, if you want to return it, I, I don't know what I can do for you. I'm yeah. stoked. I'm you don't mind, really I just stoked. do some water flat on your leg, right? No, I, yeah. you do you, man. I just see, like I can see every tiny little dot that I still need to put in. This is, this is the perfectionist part. <laughs> Are you like interested in holding a machine, like a tattoo gun or not? Oh, I absolutely, only because I would like to have the option of doing larger pieces and I don't know how like large I could go with just hand poking. Like I would love to do my mandalas and stuff <laughs> on someone, but I don't know if I could ever oh, do a full, really... yeah, it'd be that fucking... would take hours. It would take, it would take like 24 hours. Which, I mean, is totally possible. I just don't know if that's what I want to go with. Ideally, I could do kind of both. Like, I would love to have both skills. Because I do love, like, the process of hand poking. But, I mean, why not Why not know how to do both? Mm -hmm. And have some options. It's just interesting because, like, you're in such like, a unique position. That, like, I feel like you know a pretty good amount of people in and around, like, the the field that you're in and beside it and you can kind of like just open doors and go through them whenever they show up which is kind of cool well i'm and that's the thing like i'm opening any door that comes my way or yeah. trying to and like that's another big part of it is just having the anxiety or getting over the anxiety of saying yes <laughs> yeah jumping in yeah i feel like as you i don't know if it's just me but like as i get older not that i'm fucking old at all but uh, like, as you get older though that's it's, a valid thing it's just like the things, those decisions of like, oh, that could be cool. Like you need to make those decisions very quickly. Like everything just happens so fast now. And you have so to be fast. ready just to be like, do I want to do this? Uh, yeah, okay. And it has to be a hundred percent or it's just like the door will close. No, that that's very true. It's fucked. Um, another thing, and this is just me, me specific, I think is I spent a lot of time not knowing what I wanted to do yeah. and feeling a lot yeah. of pressure for myself to know what I wanted to do. So when I kind of realized that like tattooing oh, yeah. was my thing and like right up my alleyway, it was kind of like, I just, I couldn't stop myself. I just fucking dove in head first, arms flailing. Like, how, do you, how do you know though? Like how did you know when you started that you're like, okay, man, it was this is similar. fucking it. It was the way to like, like finding like the right partner in a way or like the right <laughs> apartment. Like it's just something that just kind of clicks and you're like, oh shit, this yeah. is... This actually feels very natural. I really enjoy this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a part of me that never wanted to work for a living either, and this is something that I could I could die. I could die doing, 100%. That's it's so cool. much fun. And here's the thing that also really made me fall in love with tattooing. Like, I have done stuff that I wasn't super psyched to do, but the act of tattooing, like, I love, I love, like, the verb tattooing, I guess. <laughs> I love the act of it. Like... I don't care what you want to put on your body. It's your body, ultimately. Uh, I just fucking love okay. tattooing. I see. Like, it's this part that's happening right now. It's, it's like, I get more joy, I think, and more excitement sometimes than some of my clients. Like, right now, I'm internally <laughs> freaking out because how I'm excited I am about this tattoo. There's, like, a, I can... I think it's on the the A. There's a nerve. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right near you your knee. Feel it, yeah. So okay, I'm actually, I'm so close to being done. I just want to, like, make sure all the lines are, like, the same thickness and, like, the same weight. Yeah. 
But no shit looks good. Okay, if I could ask you, what would be your like biggest thing to help, like that motivated you or like kickstarted you into being like, all right, I gotta quit my fucking job. Other than like people being like, yo, you need to quit your job because you're miserable. Man, the realization of how miserable I was. Like you just checked yourself. I just checked myself. Like I took a step back and I was like, you are crying on the floor at work. Like you are actively seeking out moments that you can go get upset and also like the type of person that I was becoming at that workplace like when I got stressed out and when I got to be too much like was not a person I enjoyed is there anything that you do now that you kind of like once a year check in and be like we good still I'm in a good spot or is it just kind of like you can just feel it now I can just like I definitely am also in like a much healthier place mentally than I was when I was working there Mm mm-hmm um, for things that are completely unrelated to my job or, like, what I'm doing for work now. Um, but, I, I mean, I think I am a lot more, like, like realistic. Yeah, I'm a realistic, lot more realistic. Yeah. And also, like, when I was saying, like, I work every single day and draw every single day, Yeah, I'm aware that sometimes that can only be for 20 minutes. Sometimes it can only be a little bit. Um, because I do need to take breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am I am bad for overworking myself and putting too much pressure on myself mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah, sometimes I feel like it's uh, like a bad relationship. And a little bit, yeah. Like other people are like, hey, like you're not doing good. And you're like, what? I'm fine. I'm fucking fine. Until something happens and they like cheat on you and you're like, whoa, I'm not fine. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like I, I have had breakdowns um, within the last year, uh, even recently, but, like, it's, it's all just, like, again, like, just finding better ways to deal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, again, like, I get to do something that I love a couple days a week, I have people that are, like, super supportive of me doing that, and that has made a world of difference, oddly enough. Well, of course, yeah, definitely having a support group around, people you can bounce ideas off of. Ooh, do this little tip, and I think we're done. Too stoked. It looks Yo. so, I'm like mind blown at how like clean it looks. No, I, I love hand poking. Like I feel like uh, there's a patience that comes with it for sure. Cause like I go over some of these lines so many times. But... So you're a patient person in general or just doing this? Mostly doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna do a little bit more in the C and then we're good to go. Okay, well while you're doing that. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to like kind of ask everybody the same question which is uh, just like who inspires you in doesn't really have to be in your field it could be in anything but like um more so in toronto in the gta like who's doing cool work yeah well um actually i'll, I'll call i'll like name drop a few of my favorite artists yeah, um, go for it just because a lot of them were people that i had conversations with about getting into the tattooing industry and people that were supportive like not as friends but as other artists that would just like see my drive and look at my shit and be like no like you actually you could you could do very well mm. so uh kurt montgomery uh was one of the first people i spoke to oh, right uh i got a flash piece by him last april that's so sick and that was the first time i'd ever actually like brought up to a tattoo artist like i'm seriously considered doing this like this is my sketchbook and that day he took about i'm gonna say 10 or 15 minutes before he gave me my tattoo to like step like taking me aside he gave me some interesting like artist to follow recommended some like styles I should look into for like if I wanted to like check out what Europe was doing and like wow really cool shit set me up with some stencils show me some tricks like really really fantastic setup um that was my third or fourth tattoo with Kurt so I mean we had been talking about art on and off like 
from me getting tattoos by him for years. Mm -hmm. So that was a really great first conversation. Also, last September, um, I went and saw He Goes by Sleesack, Mm -hmm. Scott. Um, That was my third or fourth tattoo with him again. And I went and said the same thing. Like, I want to get in tattooing. I just quit my job. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And he tattooed one of my designs I had done of, like, I had drawn on my arm that day for myself. And, like, I remember him looking at me at one point and being like, okay, like, every time you look at this, like, remember, like, you have to get in tattooing and, like, you're doing well. And, like... Oh, that's heavy. Like, but again, yeah. two artists within a couple months that, like, were just super supportive and, like... Yeah, solidified. Really solidified. Yeah, yeah. Um, Melina, the girl that taught me how to hand poke as well and who gave me my first hand poke was the ultimate person that also just was like, no, give it a shot. Don't be fucking afraid. Because I was afraid forever to actually try, especially yeah. on my own. Yeah, oh, um, of course. I could. I can definitely see why. Yeah, Starting well, anything new, man. Well, but once she pointed me in the right direction and gave me like the right tools that I needed... Um, yeah. Just fucking, I remember one day I was sitting on a chair in my living room and I like, fuck, I poured alcohol all over the floor, all over the chair, like I put saran wrap down, I just sat down, my roommate was like playing Call of Duty or something, he's like, you're gonna do it? I was like, I'm gonna fucking do it. Oh my God. And I just, like, I stabbed wild into my thigh with no stencil, I used like a little three, like a tiny little fucking needle, because I had like a few sterile needles and like proper tattoo ink from a kit I had ordered. That never used but i had stuff in it yeah that was sterile and stuff so i tried that out and then yeah lo and behold here i am with yeah. real with real supplies <laughs> not from amazon <laughs> yeah it just takes a it takes a little bit eh? it took a little bit for sure and honestly like it took a little bit to get to this skill level as well like oh, i wasn't always well, doing of course lines. of course i think we're done dude i'm hyped I'm so glad. Yeah, it actually looks really, really good. I yeah, I appreciate you taking the time for sure. No worries. I'm let you hop up and take a look in the mirror just before okay. I put everything away too. Um, make sure you like it all. Okay. Well, we'll. we'll Any we'll more end questions? This. We'll end this really quick. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Um. Honestly, right now you can find me just through Instagram. Like I would just hit me up through my username, uh, Lara, L A R period U H. Okay. Which is also the phonetic pronunciation of my name, if that's helpful. <laughs> um. Yeah, that, or I'm down at Stacked with Inkbox five days a week right now. I'm kind of interchanging, but you can find me there if you want to come just have a chat and say hi. Cool. So you work on Instagram and you in real life. Yeah, more or less. Uh, yeah, I'm, work, I'm working on something more established than that. Um, I got an email on my Instagram, but for the time being, this is a very home style. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much for... You're so, you're so welcome. Huge shout out to Laura for, again, letting me do that and just kind of bombard her last minute. Highly recommend getting a, a hand poke from her. Um, it was an awesome experience. For me, that was my first one, so I was a little bit nervous, not really knowing what to expect. Um, but it was actually really mellow. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that process. And hopefully it was cool for you to listen to. Um, yeah, see you in the next one.